Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th Code Manager podcast. During this podcast, we will be continuing the Performance Assurance series and talking with Anton about market entry and annual maintenance. Future podcasts in the Performance Assurance series will cover the Performance Assurance framework and techniques and the Performance Assurance board. As a reminder, on the 10th of June, we held an industry session that provided an overview to market entry, in-flight market entry and annual maintenance. The recording and slides from this event can now be found on the REC website. And additionally, questions raised during the event have also been added to the FAQ section of the REC website. Firstly, let's cover market entry and in-flight market entry. Anton, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what is market entry and how does it differ from the current arrangements? Thanks, Dave. So I lead the assurance operations of the REC code manager, which includes the entry and maintenance processes, which is what I'm here to talk to you today about. To operate in the market, what you need to do is demonstrate you can discharge your obligations. And this is different depending on the role that you perform or, or that you're applying for. So there are slightly larger processes for what we call REC parties. These include suppliers, metering equipment managers, distributors, gas transporters, who'll use many of the key services, and non-party REC service users. These could be organisations who are applying just to use one of the REC services in a more limited way. To make this simple, we've put out some guidance, which includes a user guide that steps through the processes to high level and has detailed guidance below it. The big difference is that it's now a dual fuel process covering both gas and electricity and bringing in new types of parties such as metering equipment managers. In developing our entry processes, we've built on the best of pre-existing entry processes. So there's some similar terminology used to, for example, the MRA entry process, However, how it takes place is different. The REC portal will be a real improvement to this process, digitizing the process. Applicants will be able to see how their progress is, uh, how their application is progressing and have a convenient and secure way to communicate with the code manager, making the whole process smoother. So let's focus on um, the REC party first, so around market entry. Can you give us a brief overview to the steps that they'll need to take? Yeah, so the first thing, if you wanted to be a party, you would need to do is become a user of the portal. This has been covered in a previous podcast, but it's a really simple thing. You just sign up for a login and, and validate your account. Once there's portal account in place, you'll be able to do what's known as a seed, which is agree to the legal, legal basis of the REC and submit your initial application. Now, there's several different routes through the process, depending on the type of organization you are. And it's really important that we tailor your application process to you. So the first thing we're going to do once you've applied is schedule an entry assessment planning meeting, where we talk you through all the things that you would need to do to gain qualification, the order they would take, the priority, and when they might happen. That's also an opportunity to ask, for you to ask any questions on things that you weren't clear on or weren't sure how to do. After that, we have a step called a business solutions assessment, where applicants need to demonstrate that they've got the processes, technology, people, and other resources in place to discharge their responsibilities under the REC. The next step would be internal testing, where applicants need to provide evidence that their systems and processes can operate in the market. Internal, in this sense, means testing done by the applicant. Once you've completed internal testing, the next step is external testing, where you, the code manager, will test your ready using test systems. This will refer to 
some guidance that's out there called the Joint Rec BSE Storyboards, which explain the scenarios which will be tested. This does vary by applicant um, and will be clear if a discussion around entry planning meeting. After CSS goes live, some of this ex external testing will include CSS relevant scenarios. Um, in parallel to this internal and external testing, there's a step referred to as information security and data protection assessment. This is a really key step and actually one that applies to all the applicants. For this, you will need to submit evidence to us on your information security procedures. It's really risk-based and focuses on what you're gonna do in the market. In parallel to all of these assessments that are done by the code manager, um, you need to meet some prerequisites. These differ depending on your role, but they include things that, that you would um, typically be seeking to achieve anyway. So for example, if you want to be a, a supplier, do you have an energy license relevant to your role? Until you've achieved that, you won't be able to qualify under the REC. Um, if you're a metering equipment manager, have you attained the right accreditation? You know, for several roles, do you hold a valid market participant ID? There's lots of guidance in this user guide, including a flow chart, which I think is really helpful. So if you're not sure about the routes through the process, that'd be the first thing I would suggest looking at. And how does this work for participants or applicants that are partway through the entry process at the moment and won't have completed it by the 1st of September? So for those people who are partway through, participants should continue with their current process. They should complete the current stage that they're at and any additional stages they can complete before the 1st of September. If you'd like to continue into the REC process, for example, from the MRA process, the MRA will need consent to share information with us before 1st of September. This is a really key request to look out for. We'll then review your application and continue on from the next equivalent REC market entry step. This is a bit of a transition for people who are partway through applying. So we'll contact every in-flight applicant to discuss their specific application and how we're going to work with them to progress them through to qualification. So that's really useful. But if I take you all the way back now to the, the other half of applicant types, so the, the, the non-party rec service users, can you give us a brief overview to this process as well? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a, it's a shorter process, but it's still done in the same way through the rec portal. We'll again have an entry assessment planning meeting to make sure we've got these really open communication channels. Depending on what is being applied for, there are two key assessment steps. The information security and data protection assessment, this applies to all and is similar to the, the one for parties and potentially some CSS testing when CSS has gone live, if people are applying to, to access CSS. Prerequisites still exist, but again, they're tailored to the role that these non-parties are taking. The most common one, in fact, one that applies to all is you'll need to sign an access agreement, agreeing to the terms of use before you're able to use these services. But there are some, some other specific prerequisites, of course, becoming a rec portal user and being an organisation that's eligible to access this information. Thanks, Anton. That's really helpful. So let's move to annual maintenance. Can you uh, give us a brief overview of, of what that is? Why do we need it? And, and who does it apply to? Sure. All rec parties and non-rec party service users will need to maintain their qualification every year. This can involve one or more of the following four types of statement. The first is an annual statement. This is a self-certification that all the requirements to remain qualified are met. You'll be able to do this on the REC portal, and it's, it's quite a simple statement. All REC parties and non-REC party service users will need to make this statement. The second type of statement is a system or process change disclosure. 
So what this is about is if you plan to make significant changes to your systems or processes, you need to disclose that to the code manager and provide some initial information. Now that will be assessed by the code manager to understand kind of the impact and if, if there's any additional testing needed. You could do this as part of your annual statement. There will be a, an option to do that or at the point you intend to make the change. It just depends when you get this information. There'll be some guidance in terms of our, on all of this, but particularly on the system process change on, on what constitutes that and how you describe that to us out there called maintenance of qualification guidance. Alongside your annual statement, you'll need to do one of two types of information and security data protection assessments. The simplest of these is, is called a compliance statement. This will be the most common form of assessment. You'll need to share key information on how you manage security and describe any issues you might have had in the year. A more detailed version of this called the external assessment can also be requested. If you're required to complete one of these, you'll be notified in advance on the REC portal. How often you are assessed depends on your role. Some non-party REC service users will not ever need to complete this, and some REC parties may complete this on a cyclic basis, but not every year. So we go live on the 1st of September, as you know. Uh, when and who will be the first to go through the annual maintenance process? So prior to go live, parties and non-parties will be selected for their annual maintenance, and they'll be told via the REC portal. There'll be no annual maintenance during the first two months of go live. We understand that parties and non-parties need some time to digest and get used to the portal and, and these kinds of things. From month three, we will be taking maintenance submissions, and we expect to ask in each month about 10% of parties and non-parties you know, in months three, four, five, et cetera. I think that the key thing here is that what you need to do will be really clear to you. You'll be able to look on the portal to understand what you need to do and when, and you can contact us to clarify any things that you don't understand. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Anton. Um, thank you very much for your time. That was really informative. As a reminder, as I started out this session, on the 10th of June, we did hold an industry session that provided an overview to market entry, in-flight market entry, and annual maintenance. The recording and slides from this event are on the REC website, along with the FAQs that were raised during that session. Future podcasts in the Performance Assurance series will cover the Performance Assurance Framework and Techniques and the Performance Assurance Board. So once again, thanks, Anton, and we'll speak to you all next time.